You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's L.A. Complex After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's L.A. Complex After Show. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for the L.A. Complex. Once again, another beautiful night in Hollywood. It was very hot today for those who don't live in L.A. Just had to throw that out there. Yes, uh, very hot. This was uh, Season 2, Episode 5, titled Be a Man. I'm your host, Emil Nish Jr., and I'm joined here with... Kelly. Miriam. <laughs> And ma'am, every single time, ladies are always first. I went. I didn't hesitate. I know because it sounds like I should say something else. Yeah, yeah. Got like Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, I was waiting for the O. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes Sorry. I throw it in. Sometimes. Not. Hey, you know, you're just one of those ladies who have one name, Madonna. Yep. Totally, <laughs> Kelly. <Sure. laughs> Sorry, Will. Oh, you know, you're good. You're good. I was listening to all the music. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but as always, if you want to tweet with us live, Kelly has her iPad right here. You can tweet her at KellyO79 or at AfterBuzzTV or use the hashtag the LA Complex or any of our Twitter names too, but it's easier if you just tweet Kelly. So. Yeah. yeah. She's on it. She yeah, has the most yeah. followers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we're slowly working on ours still. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start with Cal and his dad. We usually save Cal for later, but I feel like his wasn't that interesting today. No, I think it was with the opening of the show. You have the little boy running and... Can I just say, these kids at this complex and everyone they get in contact with, these, they've had some shoddy lives. We've already said they all need therapy. Some what? <laughs> shoddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> some shoddy lives. Um, so the show opens with Caldrick as a kid running. At first I thought, is that like, is he flashing maybe that it's Tyreek running? And or like some weird dream, mm-hmm. but then you see that it's it's something a flashback of his childhood. And as a child, I guess his dad was really kind of hard on him, and and hence the name of the show, this episode, "Be a Man," mm-hmm. because that's the first thing that he says. He's getting chased by these kids. Obviously, they don't live in the best neighborhood because these kids want to beat him up. He's trying to get in the house. His dad's not really open to it. He's yeah. like, "Be a man," and locks him out. Like you learn how to stand up for yourself. What yeah. is that? I mean, and he had to be what like eight years old. Yeah. Pounding on the door, and his dad is telling him, "Nope, sorry, kid. Stand, learn how to stand up for yourself." I mean, ten max. I personally had flashbacks because <laughs> I have a, a definitely fear of dogs, and so when I would walk you up too? the street, yeah, when I would walk up the street, there would be this dog that used to chase me, and I would run back down the house, and they would be like, just walk back up the street, just walk back up the street. I was like, Dad, no, please drive me up the street to the bus stop. <laughs> so I was having flashbacks from running from the dog. <laughs> well, what's really interesting is. Um, my dad and 
and some of my uncles and things, they had that same kind of mentality because that's how they were raised. And so in their day, you know, their dads said, you know, be a man. That's the that was the silly way of, of them, of, of, of what a man was supposed to be. So if someone wanted to fight you, you did not run. You if it was four people that wanted to fight, then you had to fight all four people. Now, Yikes. yes, that may sound silly and really just ridiculous. But back in those days, that's what. It was, and, and and Cal's dad obviously is one of those tough, hard, you know, type of dads where he's like, "Be a man, be a man, be a man." And so, I mean, I think it's pretty ridiculous to let your child, you know, be beat up. But at the same time, I, I guess I kind of understand it only because of my background, and I have dads and uncles who went through the same thing, and they would say things as as when I was a kid, you know, oh, "Be a man, be a man," and it's just like, okay, how is being a man getting? beat up by like six people and you can't defend it you know i mean i get the lesson you know don't run away from your problems you have to confront it blah blah but at the same time his dad could have opened the door confronted the kids or whatever and and then yeah right because my mom had a situation where she had something like that where a bunch of kids wanted to fight and so her mom said well listen you're gonna fight but you're gonna fight one by one you're not gonna jump my child and so my mom had to fight every three like three or four girls but she had to fight them (laughs) One at a time. Get in line. Get in line. You just stay right there. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as silly as that is, I mean, I know that it happened. So. I mean, I understand why it would happen, but to a certain degree, and I think that Cal is realizing this as an adult, fighting doesn't solve anything. In fact, it causes more problems. Mm -hmm. So to have that mentality, which was great back in the day and not so much now, it's kind of hurt him in the long run, which really Mm -hmm. sucks because now that's all he knows. I mean, somebody looks at him funny and he's like totally... He's ready to beat up. What you looking at? Yeah. (laughs) Do something. (laughs) So I thought it was really interesting because last last episode, you know, he had gotten that phone call while he was on the air Mm -hmm. and I missed you guys last week, by the way. Um, But he got the phone call. Oh, honey, I was watching you guys. (laughs) I was watching the show and you guys. But uh, so... You know, he gets the phone call on the air from his dad, and and of course he knows who it is, but they don't. Nobody else knows who it is, and he finally decides to leave and go and see his dad. He he totally goes rogue on his friends, and you know jumps out the window of his place, and he goes to this mission to go see his dad. And honestly, I think it was good that he did that. I think that he needed to face his past and try to figure out where things went wrong, which is why I think he's having these flashbacks of his childhood. It's like, how did he become so hard? Why Why can't he be himself? Which obviously, with him being a homosexual, he was definitely that as a child. I mean, you kind of are the whole way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he had no choice. Like, it's all he's ever known is to be hard. I mean, the... <laughs> The thing is, with this episode is, I was hoping that we would find out more about his dad because they briefly mentioned that he went to jail or whatever. He was in prison. He was right. in prison, yeah. And I understand they don't reveal everything at once, but I was hoping that we get a little more. We literally know nothing about his dad, really. Well, we know this much. His dad is living at a shelter mm-hmm. where he also works. And it was really interesting to see... Um, you know, he, he was warm. He was trying to warm up to Cal and really like, you know, hey, this used to be your favorite taquito, whatever the case may be. And Cal was like not having it, yeah. threw it in the trash. And I think as Cal kept trying to step away from it and the fact that his dad had some realizations and was able to voice them to him, like, you know what? I know I wasn't the greatest dad back in the day, but 
we're living in today, and today I'm going to do the best that I can. That line bothered me because that is all. That is such the cop out. How so? For is I feel it's a cop out. Oh, you know, he said you've been a horrible dad. You didn't come to any games. When someone does not really want to, it's like a. It, for me, it's like a cheap way of, of of acknowledging that you know, yes, you you messed up in the past, but it's not always. It's not always so easy for someone to just forget. Like clearly, Tariq, um, not Tariq, uh, Kaldrick has had years and years of things with his dad, not showing up to games, being you know beat up by kids. He has a, he has many many years of these problems, and then his dad uses a line which a lot of guys do is, "Well, you know, I can't take what I've done in the past. Let's just look forward." And that's a pretty hard thing to swallow. It is, but when you think of it this way, why? You smell good. Thank you. Love connection and burgers and all kinds of stuff. Um, this is this is how I, I had a therapist that once said it to me, and yes, I do therapy because I believe in that. You cannot continuously drive through the past to get to the future. You just can't keep going back because every time you go back and you rehash what you did five years ago, ten years ago, it's totally irrelevant to today. So it's like, all right, you did me dirty. You're reaching out to me. Now, all of his friends that he has that surround him aren't who he can trust. He has no one that he can trust. And so now that his dad is being a little bit more flexible and a little bit more easygoing, and you see that when he's about to leave the mission... And the little boy comes up and gets a B plus. The way that that Walter reacted with the little boy was so sweet, and you could see it in Caldrick's face. Like, you know what? That's that's what I wanted, and it's nice to see that he has changed. I think that's what kind of made him want to come back when he got the phone call from his friend. I didn't take it that way. His facial expression at all. I thought he was jealous. I thought he looked at him like really. Like, that's the way that I took it, is when he made that face, to me, he looked at his dad like, really, this is what you're doing? You, like, threw me out to go fight kids, and you're actually being, you know, there for someone else? I, I you know, kind of like, kind of like, you know what I mean? Because when you're a kid that, you know, grows up with someone like that in your life, that all you've wanted to do was get their approval, get their attention, and they don't, and they pay attention to someone else in the way that you always wanted... I think it's more of a natural reaction to have some kind of envy and jealousy. You're not going to right off the bat be like, oh, good, you know. No, I here's, see here's, that. The, here's the thing, you know what I mean? But I think he wants that. He needs it. He needs guidance. And I think for his character, this getting back with his father, I think he just need, he needs to confront the issue. Because the thing is, is like, yes, you can't live in your past and there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. But you also have to confront it. Because if you sit there and hold it and never talk, about it and just keep pushing it and pushing it and never goes away naturally so you have to be he has to i think he has to have that conversation which he started to do and saying you know you were terrible you were a horrible father you did you know i don't need you now i'm okay on my own but then his dad you know says okay well then why are you here so obviously he does that he wants some kind of a relationship he needs something but he needs to have a real conversation with him i saw a slight flip during that whole scene and maybe that's why i thought for a second like he was having that moment because the kid is you know gets a b plus he's very you know intelligent art he 
articulates well. And all of a sudden, he's like, you're Caldrick King. And all of a sudden, busts out into this whole ghetto gangster rap well, thing. Well, the thing with that thing, too, there was another flip. Because when he said, you're Caldrick King, Cal had this, you know, kind of, oh, I'm your idol. But then it turned into, oh, look what I've influenced you to do, singing about faggots and hoes. And then it was like, oh. That's so where like I nother. saw that there was flips. Yeah. And what else What else um, was also interesting was when he, there was the the tension between the dad between Walter and uh, and Caldrick like there was no introduction like you know what is he doing here there was no oh this is it was a very like neither wanted to like say anything like this is my son he's my dad mm-hmm. that that was also very weird too how they kind of just gave each other the look and then just pretended to the kid that they didn't have you know well just didn't divulge at all yeah. and the flips that I saw is a little bit different because for me I took it as you know he was a little bit jealous when he saw him at, you know acting like a father figure to this kid when he never did that with him and when the kid recognizes him to me it was like it shocked him back into oh I made something of myself that's right you know who I am and then when he, you know what I mean like oh, I, after all of that, I, I did not the best, but I made something of, you know, just kind of shocked him back into his reality that he's he's not like one of those people at the place that he was, which is what he feels like inside. But that's not really what the case is. Yeah. It's like it kind of just brought back, oh, I am somebody. and Because he had a little smirk on his face when the kid said that. It's like, oh, I am somebody. That's right. And, you know, just, you know, but really nice. And I'll take a picture with you. And then, but when he does hear the lyrics, I got what you guys got that, you know, he kind of like, you know, shook his head with that because that's not the kind of message that he wants to send out anymore. Well, then he has a, another flip because then he's leaving obviously to go back home or whatever and his friends on the phone which did we ever find out homeboy's name I actually got it today on Twitter because they were tweeting each other <laughs> on set and I now I can't remember it's like it's like one word it's like torque or tweak or something I'm kind okay, of we'll, we'll call him tweak for it. now <laughs> in the meantime we'll call him tweak but, uh, <laughs> it was interesting how uh, he was talking to him and I forgot what the guy said he said something like who do you have to I need to. I'm the only one that's looking out. Yeah, for I'm you. the only one that's looking out for you, or who's on your side, or whatever. And then I think that's when he obviously up. Cal yeah hung up, and then realized, no, I have my dad again, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know how I feel about that because I think the relationship is going to be one that's going to take time to build. And when they, when the kid asked initially oh, how do you guys know each other kind of a thing. I think that there was a mutual respect on both parts as far as the comfortability of admitting who is who because of the situation. It's like, well, Caldrick King's dad is living in a shelter. Right. And Caldrick King happens to be here. At, you know what I mean? So but they kind of respected their... His be- name is Rook. Sorry. Rook. Okay, Rook. Yeah, Rook, Rook. <laughs> Torque looks. I knew I said was Rook. something. His something, name is okay. Rook. <laughs> but do you think, don't you think it's a little too soon for him to be inviting him back in the house, even though that's his father? I think that with how his friends are acting, how Rook is being so hard and you need to be, you know, we got to make this happen and pushing him before he's able to be pushed. I think maybe having his dad around being the tough ass that he used to be is going to be really, uh, really refreshing because now that his dad is in a different headspace. It's going to be easier for him to be like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I have to be with my dad, or whatever the case may be. I don't think he's going to let him guide his life, but I'm saying that it would be easier. It's almost like a buffer. Yeah. I also think with his friends, you know, his friends are doing what they've been doing for years. It's just that now... Cal- and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to go nay dog on you for a second. I was about to, I was about to sing a song. But, but, <laughs> but I think that his friends... What's his name? Rook? 
Yes, Rook. Rook. Yeah, his Rook, his boys Rook and and the crew, they've all been the same way, but now it's it's Caldrick who's changed. And so it's more so Caldrick wanting to not be a part of that environment. So what his friends are doing is, is nothing wrong with his friends because they've been doing this. And plus with the fact that he tried to kill himself, uh, his friend uh, Rook has a right to, to want to know about his whereabouts. So he's doing the right thing as mm-hmm. a friend that he's been doing for all these years. It's just now that Caldrick is in a different place. Right, and he's not sharing it with anybody. Yeah. And I think it's, honestly, I, I mean, I think it's as simple as it's his dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's more to it than yeah. that. It's his dad. And when when it's somebody like that, I mean, no matter how what your falling out is and whatever, I mean, it's as simple as, like, with an ex-boyfriend. They can treat you like crap, and then the next day he calls you, and you're like, okay, come over. Yeah. And when it's your parent, you know, but it, when it's not your no parent, <laughs> it's, you know, and we're all guilty of that. Yeah. But it's like, when it's your parent, I think it's different, because you you always want to believe that it can get better, and that it'll be better, and that it doesn't you know, sometimes all of that logic just goes away and you just kind of want to, well, let's see. What's the worst that can happen? It can't get any worse than it already was. So. Oh, it's going to get worse. No, I'm sure it is. But you know what I mean? Yeah. But you think about it like that. It's like, you know, it's already been crappy. So, you know, what do I have to lose? Well, I agree. I don't really like the, I don't really like the fact that his dad, Walter, is going to move into the house. Right, I but I commend him because his dad's going through hard times. And, you know, if you go to AfterBuzzTV.com and click the Amazon banner, you can purchase a Caldrick King and uh, what's her name? Abby. Abby. Or Andre Fuller and Cassandra Steele. They released their uh, Hard Time single. You can purchase on Amazon through the AfterBuzz TV link and um, support LA Complex and AfterBuzz TV at the same time. Fantastic. So that would be great if you guys could do that. It's only 99 cents, so... We all bought it already. Yeah. Absolutely. It's our ringtones, you know. It's going to be our intro song soon. <laughs> soon. Yeah. So we'll see. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Now, speaking of awesomeness, so Connor's got this whole new situation going on with Jennifer Bell, a.k.a. Krista Allen. Krista Allen. I love Krista Allen I causing havoc. She's not even doing anything wrong. She's just there and she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's being a fabulous celebrity actress who's holding on to her youth mm-hmm. by hanging on to Connor. Yeah. And now Raquel is really having a hard time embracing it. And I will say this, dude, last episode of Pain on the Stairs, I was calling two weeks ago miscarriage, and I think she's in the process of having one. You guys are really good yeah. at predictions, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying. See, well, and then in this episode, you know, she, but the thing that she does, well, that she and Connor both do to them, to each other and to themselves, is they lash out. Yeah. When one of them has a bad day and the other one's not doing exactly what you know they want the other one to do, then it's just insult, insult, insult. I just don't know how Raquel thought this was going to work in her mind because if she agreed to this whole Jennifer Bell and Connor thing, she had to know that there's no way in the public she could be seen with him like... Well, she was thinking long-term. Six months. What six months? I've known... She's probably been banging him for years or at least a year. And six months, she's pregnant with with his kid. Here's an opportunity to up his career, build his financials, to support our child, who she still has no balls to tell him about, which that's the one thing that I'm not liking about it. It's like you can't lash out if you're not telling the whole truth. Right. right. And even if that even is still the whole truth now. 
Yeah. You know, that's... We'll, we'll yeah. see after her little party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and it's also one thing to think in theory that you're going to be okay with something, and it's a whole other thing to actually have to live through it. Oh, honey, I Because... Can... <laughs> oh, honey. Here, here oh, it goes, honey. here it goes. <laughs> no, it's one of those things where, I mean, as, as, a, as a female... And the thought of, let's say, my man being an actor kissing another girl. Of course I'm okay with it. That's just work. As soon as they get home, you're fighting with them about something that's ridiculous when the real thing is you're jealous because they were kissing somebody at work, even though it's work. And also, being that they're... Their relationship is kind of odd. Like mm-hmm. he's not really used to this side of Raquel, and so I think if they were in a more stable relationship, he would have knew not to do that. Because a lot of times when a woman says to do something and she's okay with it, she's really not. So don't do it because she's gonna be pissed <laughs> off. Oh, this is Bam's relationship advice, guys. Every week, I mean, relationship tips from Bam. No, he's right. He's you right. have to read between the lines and I mean, know yeah. that it's opposite day all the time. It's not pretty. Yeah. And as as crazy as I. I think it is <laughs> that's just the way it is and so I mean the sad truth is is a lot of the times and you know and as you you know go through relationships you tend to notice when you because sometimes I, I know like when I was younger through I did things and I didn't even realize that I did them and now when I look back it's kind of funny but you always want to say what you think that the other person wants to hear mm-hmm. and then you want to try to convince yourself that you can actually live that way yeah. and you never can <laughs> Yeah. And it's never pretty. And so I think that's pretty much where Raquel did. I, mm-hmm. She she knew that. I think with her being an actress and understood, you know, what the what the situation was with her and wanting to be relevant with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I think she understand and knew what was going on in her head. And so that was kind of her way of justifying. Oh yeah, this is Hollywood. I, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Thinking, you know, telling herself that it was going to be okay. But I mean, from the moment I that. Mean- I was just gonna say we know she's in denial about a lot of things because yeah. even her revelation on set for the was it Cacta Bear, poor <laughs> thing, <Yeah. laughs> or whatever it is. But like when the director had to tell her basically, you know, bring her down to earth because she's in this whole mindset of I'm the star, and you just had to bring her ego down because she in such a place where she still thinks she's a big star from Teenage Wasteland. Or that is true, but I I do somewhat agree with her as far as the the way the set was. I mean. She but was, she's on yeah. Cacti Bear. I mean, she was asking. Yeah, she was asking a lot of questions, but like, who doesn't? I mean, who just starts shooting and doesn't say action? Okay, but the director did make a point when he said that not only are they restricted on budget and time, but also she declined the role at first and then came back. So yeah. it's not like he should be doing her any favors. No, I totally, I totally agree. Once mm-hmm. that conversation between yeah, uh, Raquel yeah. and the director, I totally get that. But I'm just saying through when she was when oh, she yeah, was yeah. on the green screen and like they were just and she just starts going into her lines like you I should. Mean, oh, but that's kind of a thing. You should always assume that they're taping it. I mean that, that that's just a thing. It's like you should. Oh, I don't, that's a tip that I heard somewhere. I, I don't even, remember who said it I didn't to me. Even but hear action. No, but it doesn't matter when you're going through, especially when you're on set, whether it's blocking or whatever. That like I don't remember who said, but it's always a good tip to always do it like you're being taped because mm. you never know. I mean, good point. You know? but I, a good point. I just and I, if she's such a professional, mm-hmm. as big as her britches seem to be most of the time, she should know better. Well, I think because she was busy with the giant fan in her <laughs> face and the fact that she kept pulling things out of her mouth, naturally mm-hmm. she didn't feel comfortable with that shot, and mm-hmm. she's getting smacked in the head by the tennis ball. Yeah, but would that still be there when she was actually shooting? 
No, no. That, was, that was actually shooting. I'm saying, but, 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 if, in her mind, if they were doing another take, wouldn't that stuff still be there? Yeah, but she just, I, I, I guess she would feel like she was more prepared for it. She would have refrained from digging, yeah. like, things yeah. out of her teeth. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that's what they were going for. I just... <laughs> I just I get Mikhail's point in the sense of uh-huh. normally when you're when you're when you're behind a green screen, there's always at least one run through as far as right. you know the tennis ball, and so I just I got that from that from that side. I felt like they should have at least given her uh, a run through to kind of just. Well, go she what's wasn't going on. getting any kind of direction, and yeah. I I, I, and I yeah, do see where she was coming from, but I think where she messed up and where she tends to is because she has no social skills. Yeah. So she should have. I think he was listening at first and trying to explain. Until she said, "You know, I really am a fan of yours. I took a big pay cut to be here, so can we can we um, make this kind of less suck or something?" A pay cut. You know, she should have never said that. Right, because now once she threw that rock, then that, that was it. Then and it that's was, when he went off, and, and that's was when like, he went off, and then get she, over yourself. Yeah. she needs to get over herself, and she kind of does because. Even I mean, she didn't have to say all of that. She could have simply said, you know, I'm sorry, I just, I, I wasn't aware that we were on a time, you know, I just wasn't aware of the situation. Yeah. Now that I am, I'll be better for the next one. Thanks. Well, you as know. a director, he's sitting there in the chair, even though this is a one-take deal. I mean, if there's anything that annoys the crap out of me is when people are, like, on their phones constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was on his phone. Right. So he wasn't really paying any attention to the scene as if he was like, okay, yes, we're, we're doing this. Let me see the rehearsal. He wasn't taking it seriously, and she kind of was. So Which I makes respect me, that. That makes mm-hmm. me question too. Like if he if he's trying to get funding for this, wouldn't he want to get the best takes possible too? No, he's getting paid for that movie. So what he's uh, getting paid, he wants gonna, to use yeah. to make the movie he really wants to make, which is actually the movie she really wants to be in. Hmm. But now that they've had that exchange, it's never gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yikes! It was just a low budget get him movie. Right. It, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that it's Cactabare. Yeah. Just like, you know, Alligator Shark or whatever. The, you know, it's like you, you you take it for what they are. You have fun with it and you just go with it. Yeah. This is, you know, this is something that is not really going to leap you into the next realm of your career. When, no. when Especially when you've already been established and, this, and you're going to something like that. It's just unfortunate. That's just the way Hollywood is. You know, do you also think that Raquel is maybe also jealous of Jennifer. Absolutely. She's gen- because And of Connor, actually. Because she actually should have been doing the same thing. She should have made their relationship public so that she can become relevant. That's he's a great point. He's not that big yet, though. Yeah, he's not, though. Okay, so here's the thing. But he's not that big, but she's using him and now he is in. Well, actually, Jennifer is kind of more popular. She's than, with, yeah. she's the A lister. He's the newbie. But I feel like even though he's a newbie, even if she was with him, it would bring her back into the spotlight a little bit. Because if you're on this big, I guess his show hasn't even started. Well, his show hasn't started yet. His show started tonight, and yeah. so for him, for this, for this to work in Raquel's favor, he'd have to get big through Jennifer, and then break, then up. get him big. And then she would step in, and then that would up her, her, you know, up the. Especially because he left Jennifer for her, and it could be like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's you know? like tabloid that's whole, heaven. Oh, of course, yeah. I'm writing heaven. the press release in my head. Like you know, <laughs> like that's what that's like how it would work if you were going to do it business wise, mm-hmm. but. The thing is, Raquel is jealous of everybody that works, I think. I don't think it's specific to anyone. I don't think she's malicious. I don't think any of that. I think that when she 
suggested that he take this deal, she was looking out for his best interest because unfortunately it is one of the best things he can do for his career. It just is. I mean, we see it every day in Hollywood, mm-hmm. especially if you read Us Weekly, People, oh, Star Magazine. It's Tom that, Cruise and Katie you know, Holmes. It's the same thing. Who really, you know, Katie Holmes catapulted from that. Yeah. So did Nicole Kidman. So, yes, so did Nicole Kidman. And, so, you know, yeah. people, relationships do make or break you sometimes. And, you know, she gave him, you know, the best advice she could from where she sat, but then having to take it and swallow it is a whole other thing. I, and But at least she also, she at least acknowledged that um, when Connor came in with his, uh, when his, with his suit before he was going to the premiere, you mm-hmm. know, he said, you know, what's wrong? And she was like, I got a, um, my, I got, my ego got bruised. So uh-huh. at least she somewhat acknowledged it before she went on some tangent and completely started that to fight. That wasn't the time. It wasn't the time yeah. to bring that up at all. And the fact that he was clearly in a rush, he clearly was not that interested or had the time to invest in what she was talking about, even when he sat down. I but at least I, he did that. Yeah, at least but, he sat down. But you have to understand, um, a woman sometimes, they can give a care what you have to do or where you have to go you're going to listen to what I have to say because damn it what I have to say is more important than what you have to say that's true, but you know, even I'm, you know, even being. I'm not. That, def- I'm no, not no, I'm not, yeah. and I'm not either. But that is sometimes what happens, and I've been guilty of doing that same thing. Mm. But it, but it's honestly, it's a selfish thing. It's a very selfish reaction because we want to take away the shine from your night because we're not feeling as high as you are no. right and now. Sometimes, and, I mean, sometimes it is when I'm having a bad day, and I know that I've, when I'm having a bad day, it's easy to pick fights with anybody when mm. they're not when they don't want to sit there and figure out what's going on, and that's. I mean that's real. I, and she did. She did what a uh, what a woman in her situation would do. She's pissed off, so she's going to make sure that right. his night. But a lot of times, we guys we he say has Jennifer Bell that he can we, screw. Uh, we say forget. <laughs> we say we say forget that he was a little distraught and he was a little he was a little for like a quick second. For a quick second, but then after that, when he the, bounced back, and he bounced back, he kissed her, and he was like, "Okay, I'm good to go." Well, yeah. I'll say this: with him meeting her at Fred Siegel esque area to go shopping for the evening. He was actually respecting Raquel when they were in the fitting yes. room. Yes. And he was, you know, she wanted to, like, just because this is business doesn't mean we can't have fun. Now, I think, and to add to our, our little high five moment there, <laughs> I think in order for that to work, she has to divulge the information. And the information is, is she's going through an internal, a physical thing, mm-hmm. and she needs to share that with him. Had she said to him, look, I'm pregnant and something's not right. Something is not right. Right, he would have stopped and probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah, do you? That's think- how you get them but, to stop. But here, but tell the whole but truth. But how? How fair is that, though? It is. She's kept him, kept this from him for so long. This is honestly his big night. That can you know? That's gonna kind of paved the way for the rest of their lives if they're going to be together. This is his jump jumping off point. This is his work. You know, this is what he needs. How fair is that if she were to have done that and then make him miss his big night because of something she should have already told him? Because True. she's not she's not thinking. She's only thinking about herself because right. she's selfish. But that she took it she took it to a whole other level because it wasn't just her saying, you know, I'm jealous of Jennifer. Or I want to go to premiere. She took it to where, you know, we both need each other and you really need me because did you really want to be with me because you came here, you know, you have dependency issues and can't be alone. You have to sleep with nightlight, stuff like that. And then at, at, when you start 
throwing uh, when you start throwing fires. Everything, everything else goes out the window. So right, because she could have yeah. just it could have just been a superficial fight, but she took it like way too deep for it. And All then, she had so to do was stop. It, yeah, and then so he took it and said, "Wait a minute, you need me because I'm the one who got you to get the part." Mm-hmm. And so it becomes it does the the point the original point of the argument totally goes out the window, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, you said something about about me looking my my beard, then I'll say something about your hair, and then it just goes back and forth, back right. and forth, and we totally forget when what, she should have just let him. You know he. Yeah. Came in. He actually tried to sit for a second, he did. and she's the one that said, "You're late." And he's like, "Yeah, I am. Can we talk about it when I get back?" And she said, "Yeah." He Take wasn't being you. a jerk about it at all. No, not you know, at all. he actually came. I mean, he did. He could have grabbed his phone and left. Mm-hmm. He saw that she was upset. He made a point to ask her what was wrong. He even sat down, gave her a kiss, and was like, okay, "I'll talk about this with you when I get back. This is my really big night." She's the one that took it to that whole other level because she was feeling sorry for herself, and she's upset, and she's mad that she's the one that pushed him into that relationship that now he's in because he didn't want to do it and he walked what, out of there didn't want to do it what she did she think him. was going to happen even if she did go like even if he did take her it, it couldn't have a freaking scene on the red carpet with jennifer bell there and her there and it's like what's going on do you mm-hmm. think do you think that with her having problems and um do you think that he should be smart enough to recognize Stomach cramps. Every time he's come in, she's in. It's not blatantly obvious. No, and plus they haven't. I don't think he's really had a relationship with the. Per, like a consecutive relationship with somebody to even notice. And his mom, with his mom leaving him as yeah. a kid, he hasn't had that interaction of being around women in that no. manner, except for with their legs in their air. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then one more other thing: when they were in, when they were in Fred Seagull, uh-huh. Jennifer was kind of into herself she was you know always it was more so all about me i got to get the clothes and just you know find something i thought the dynamics was gonna gonna go totally different i thought he was gonna feel maybe turned off because she was so well he was i mean he was not he wasn't he's not really into it to sleep with her because that's why he rejected her in the dressing room or not really but just was like i want to keep this professional Mm -hmm. but now that raquel's being the way she is he's like screw it let's do this and he's gonna do it Mm -hmm. yep and that's the, I mean, that's the thing that, that a lot of women make mistakes, and I have been guilty of it, too, is, like, that's what we do. We get into fights, and we push them exactly where we don't want them to go. Oof. And it's the worst. And it's you know, the worst part about that is recognizing it and admitting that you did that. That's, like, the hardest thing to do. You know what's not the hardest thing to do? <laughs> what? I don't. Oh. <laughs> Am I? Oh. No, go for go it. For it. <laughs> I was, I was just trying to, you know, uh, no, lead into No, I'm going to let it all you. be you. I will help you out, my love. Oh, go ahead. Oh, honey. Um, <laughs> you guys, go to iTunes. I got me all flustered. So you can join in our conversation and let us know how you screw up your relationships. Yes, <laughs> or don't. Maybe we need relationship advice. Well, definitely go to iTunes, download us, rate us, comment. We want to know what you think about these storylines because they're they're very interesting mm-hmm. and there's so many twists and turns with them. We want to know what you think. So go to iTunes, go to AfterBuzz TV, and then go to LA Complex. Download us. If you haven't seen any of our past episodes, go back. We've got uh, we've got four before this and a whole season before that, and we want to know what you think about LA Complex. And Tell your friends. Also, don't forget about the new app podcast where mm-hmm. you um, download it, and then what it does is um, it organizes all of your subscriptions. So for Dallas, Fallen Skies, uh, LA Complex, Crazy and all the liars. other shows. Yeah, all the, the other different room. shows. America's yeah. Got Talent. <laughs> Go ahead, you got Shameless one. Shameless. Pl- no, this is, this is <laughs> it right now for yeah, me. Yeah. And so what you do is when you, do- when you download the podcast, 
it organizes all the subscriptions that you have. So it'll have all of the um, the order of the uh, LA Complex for you. And again, download, rating, comment, uh, keep us in the top ten, or put us back in the top ten. I, I should put say. So put us back in the top ten and continue to watch and support and iTunes rate and comment, rate, comment, rate, comment. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get back to uh, Raquel actually, because you know Raquel ended the night drinking on a tangent on the phone, leaving message with Connor. <laughs> Message after message after message, which obviously isn't good for the baby. <laughs> then she she drives, and at the end of the episode, oh. she gets into a car accident. Yeah, can we can does. we can we discuss the um the leaving the messages? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because sometimes after a drunken stupor, you wake up and look at your phone and check the seconds. Uh-huh. Well, some I I, oh, I heard a voice say something in regard. <laughs> <laughs> if it's twenty seconds, I either had a short conversation or left a message. If it's, un- if it's close to a minute, you left a message, and that's never good. Uh-huh. No bueno. <laughs> Those are always scary moments. You're like, oh, snap. Who did I call? What did I say? But you, you can tell she's old school because you wouldn't leave voice messages. Now you send texts. You, you send, send texts. You, you send, send angry texts. Text. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you do both. both. No, you sometimes you do both. Really? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Depending, Depending on because, how bad the night is. Because how? you can see the text is quicker than you can the voicemail. So if the, whenever a text... No, but you want to interrupt whatever they're doing and make them answer the phone. <laughs> I would just click ignore or turn my phone off, though. Yeah. And then usually I don't really listen to voicemail. So then when I turn my right. phone on, I have... Have to see my text though. Yeah, because you can always you can always hit decline, but the but the text messages always pop up. Right, but if you're they're hitting decline, then you know that they are, and it just fires you. <laughs> then you're texting more. and calling. Mm-hmm. But then I I really know nothing about. Then that. Then there's visual voicemail now, so you can just delete them when you see it's from them instead of <laughs> listening. As opposed to a text yeah. message, before you delete, you still see a little bit of it. it like would, I hate you. It would have been nice while they were at the premiere. His phone would have kept ringing, and he would have saw that she kept calling. That would have been actually he's too fun. busy feeling on show. Jennifer. He's yeah. He wouldn't have answered anyway. Yeah. So what do we think about, okay, so this car accident and, you know, now there's a potential she could get a DUI, mm-hmm. go to jail. She's just so you know, messed up. And lose the baby. Well, you know, a couple of people, Boy Marvel on Twitter says he doesn't think that Raquel's lost the baby yet. Uh-oh. I don't know. She's had so many things that could I mean, cause she was getting she, she was drunk at the party, so that in itself is not good to do while you're pregnant. Yes. Between the drinking massive amounts of alcohol because she didn't just have a couple cocktails. Yeah. She was Mm-mm. like slurring, falling. She couldn't crazy. even like, she was teetering when she went to her closet. I mean, change. The, she couldn't even make a left. Which is, she didn't even know what a left was. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the Navi was confusing her. Where was she going? She was going to the premiere. Remember, yep. she saw the oh, ticket yeah, yeah, on right, the yeah. desk and she was going to go crash the party and she ran a red light and got that hit. that would make everything better. <laughs> well, and then it was a hit and run, which is horrible. Yeah. The person that hit her took off. Me being the technical person, so when the cars collide, when the cars uh, collided, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it was that big of a hit to me. Um, and then, and well, then, it did a lot of damage though, and yeah. where it hit, yeah, you know, right I, by Capitol Records. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was right around the corner from my house. Yeah, on um, but. She was turning on Argyle. Did you see the did GPS? <laughs> yes, she did. But I just, I just know Capital yeah, Records is, is, on, is on Vine. Is, yeah, but, I will Vine. say this: with how, with how, anytime you make a left hand turn, and if someone is hauling ass, which this guy was probably doing like forty, fifty, 
45 on average mm-hmm. on these streets, even though they're 35 in L.A., which to me is so weird, but I get it. Um, <laughs> you know, going that fast, making a left-hand turn, she's kind of like spaced out to begin with. The impact of that and how it threw the car. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten into a left-hand turn accident, not drunk, of course, but like I just remember like my rollerblades flew out of this little small back window of my Ford Escort. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Because yeah. I came out of it walking, you know, normal, but like the window popped. So in that kind of impact, it's just. And it's just like you have to hit right in the right yeah. space. Because I remember I got in an accident just going onto the freeway. Mm-hmm. Somebody stopped short, like. Knock, knock on wood. All these yeah, they just like. They I know. Just, I haven't had an accident out here yet. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, neither. I didn't have it here. I had it like back home, but I was like in. Um, I was early in college, but they. It was just going ten miles an hour going up the ramp to get on the freeway, and we didn't have. We don't have stoplights like the way they do in California. You just go. Well, they stopped short because somebody was drunk, getting sick in the side, so they just like st- slammed on the brakes and like stopped, and so I hit them in the back. But it hit like just enough that I hit the steering wheel and dislocated my shoulder. Whoa! And it was just, and I wasn't even going fast. Question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, we all laughed about this, but how and where the hell did she get a blue Mercedes Benz? No, <laughs> <laughs> and Emil nailed it on the head. Tell like him what I was you said. saying, you know, she had her money from teenage wasteland, so. Hollywood's all about image. So you have your Mercedes. So when she goes to a club or a bar or restaurant, she can valet her, her nice uh-huh. little Mercedes, keep the image up. <laughs> if paparazzi happens to take a picture, oh, look at Raquel Westbrook, which I doubt they would take a picture. But <laughs> if they did, she has her nice little Mercedes. They don't need to know where she's going home to. So as long as she has that Mercedes, can dress nice, keep the image up, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All while living in a crappy... Um... Yeah, because they're not following you home right. necessarily. Yeah. Unless so. she tells them to get pics of her in that nice pool. <laughs> In the pool where every day they're having a barbecue. And there's music constantly on the freaking balcony. If that was my neighbors, I'd be really pissed. I'm like, what's with the music? I All know. the time, like, go get a gig or something. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of gigs. Oh. So Sabrina is totally trying to undermine Nick and steal his. She's ruthless. She's really, It's getting really to the bad. point where now it's annoying me. Yeah. Really? Uh, no, I kind of, like... It's it's giving me something to say. Damn, that girl's a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, just, uh, she's bitter. She's bitter. She likes Nick. She he stole her stuff. Now they're in competition. He, you know, he dissed her completely for Abby, who is now dissed him, and and now she's sabotaging him. She's going out of her way to sabotage him. What my thing with her is it's a big turnoff. Is her. At first, she was like this nice, confident girl, but now it's turned into cockiness because she knows that she has the upper hand and she knows that right now it looks like she's going to secure that spot instead of Nick. And, you know, to see her, especially when Nick was trying to uh, pitch the idea about the Black Keys or whatever, after they changed the whole concept and all that stuff, and then he didn't know who the Black Keys were and she was just laughing in his face, that was kind of like, you know, I understand you're in competition, but, like, give the guy a break. I don't think the I don't think this whole competition thing now is even is realistic. I don't... I don't think that the um, the head guy would blatantly just take Sabrina's side, and anything that uh, Nick does, uh, anything that Nick does, is he's just always the butt of the jokes. I don't, I just don't. Well, see I mean, that he re- did at first. At first, he was doing that, but then he changed. I mean, it. yeah, he did. I mean, he eventually changed because then he admits that he has head, that he hasn't slept for two days, and that he broke up with his girlfriend. So they're like, oh, you know, okay, hey, let's go drinking. And then so that's when he got to. That's when he kind of got to get. That's when he got in with uh, with his boss. But just the whole scenario up to that, it just was not in his favor. I mean, and it just didn't seem. I, I'm just totally bored and turned well, off. I'll say this: she. 
she started the sabotage with the whole in and out situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot the animal fries. Yeah. And so she Not ditches really him. Well, before that, though. Or whatever it yeah. is. Like, even during the audition and, like, all of that. She's been sabotaging him from the get-go. She has. And and last week, when he finally gets back to the studio, and he's sitting, they're all sitting around the table. They're ready to bounce. And she's like... She goes out to the bar with everyone. So now she has the upper hand. She has given herself enough time to spend more time with these people to win them over and to make him look bad in order get enough time to get them to change their mind on how they're going to do the show and all over cocktails. That's the, that's the And sad that was part. really messed up that she would do that. Because she asked, the, she asked the waitress, the bartender, whatever you call her, she said, you know, make sure that his drink is triple while mine's a virgin. Mm-hmm. And so she's just... She's well, you, but the thing is, is he doesn't really need that much help sabotaging it because he's doing a pretty good job on his own. Yeah, because he's not doing anything. He's not speaking up. He doesn't have anything to contribute. And the thing about it is, is that instead of I'm sorry, but when you work in in a business like the way that show business is, things are going to change at the drop of a dime. And instead of arguing with your boss and you know, oh, so you change this on me and being bitter about it, buck up. Just the same and, thing. With you know, you're supposed to be a, you're supposed to be a yeah. comedian, right? You're supposed to write your own. Like this is what your job is. Like I could personally never do that kind of a job, so I don't do it. Well, but if that's what your job is supposed to be, then you're going to have to suck it up, and you can't sit there and cry and complain about being something changing at the last minute. It's the same with Connor and his acting when he got the pink pages in a whole new scene. Yeah. You know, you have to just that's just the way that this works. Okay, but for me, going back to what I said last week, I agree with everything you're saying. But for me, it goes back to the whole relationship thing. I don't do relationship. Because if you can't balance a relationship <laughs> and a career, you need to focus on one or the other. You right. can't come into your workplace and say, hey, I just broke up with my girlfriend. That's why my, my head's messed up. And, you know, you switched the idea on me. Like, I understand the whole switching the idea, but the whole breaking up with the girlfriend thing, that shouldn't come into the workplace because this is your job. But, right. in, but in 2012, it could be for a phone company. It could be for Costco. It could be in entertainment entertainment industry. Everyone brings their personal problems to work. I don't. It's all them damn reality shows. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. A lot of, a lot of people do. Uh, uh, workers, they go drinking afterwards. Mm-hmm. There's, all, there's triangles and things. After that, work, though, you don't bring that into the workplace. No, but you don't it, use it, it as an excuse, yeah. Yeah. though. You should never use it as an excuse to why you can't do your job. Maybe in, maybe in certain jobs, but in my job, if I did that, it wouldn't fly. I couldn't do that in my job. I think for him... You have to think of it this way. He's sitting there. He's already admitting defeat. And he's like, you know what? So I don't know who the black keys are. And she's got the job. You already picked her. And so he, for him to just say that, like, hey, look, my girlfriend broke up with me and I haven't slept in two days. He had in his mind, he had nothing to lose. So that's why he did what he did. But it wound up working in his favor. In fact, they were like, well, you know, Paul's not here. So why don't we take Nick out and get him wasted? Mm-hmm. Where did they go with Sabrina the day before? They went out and got wasted and stormed ideas. So that's what they did. They took it to a bar and they said, let's let's get this guy a drink. And, you know, yeah, which I totally get. But even before that, nothing that he's done since he's had that pseudo job has been really contributing anything. No. And what he did contribute, Sabrina helped him. Yeah. So he hasn't really done anything on his own except for cry and whine about Abby. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's really it. Or about Sabrina liking him, but he's with Abby. That's all he's Which, been focused what on. What is that? A relationship. Yeah. But I also thought it was funny when he found uh, his boss into uh, the bathroom and he was getting ready to yeah. just to snort that, the no, that, was, that was pretty Maybe awesome. Sabrina and the boss have done coke <laughs> together. Maybe that's why they're so chummy. No. Yeah. Nah. But, nope. you, but speaking of relationships and um, boyfriend, girlfriend, let's go into Abby's. 
storyline. Oh, there oh, it is. I called it. I called it two episodes true. ago. I called it. I knew that little slut was having a threesome. <laughs> so, so Brandon and Laura, the the on screen, um, the on screen brother and sister for the show that they're on. They're been they've been together for a couple of years, and so what happened was Abby told uh, Brandon that she had broke up with uh she broke up with uh, nick and she stayed outside and she slept out by the pool and so he offered for her to stay in his apartment because they have separate apartments but he really lives with laura mm-hmm. and so he's cooking dinner and he's making um he's making um what Gnocchi. was Gnocchi. Gnocchi. yeah porter wine and porter wine and she thought he yeah. said i'm making let's have make some <laughs> nookie. nookie oh he did <laughs> he, he did definitely he, said said like definitely said he definitely it. said it like that i mean the intention was definitely uh-huh. there that- and then he's i think he said Gnocchi this second time Mm -hmm. and right and then so when laura comes in she's like what's going on and of course abby freaks out because she gave the look of what a girlfriend normally does and then eventually they're sitting on the sofa and abby's in the middle abby's in the middle they're all close and laura just goes and gets her kiss but laura laura's kiss on um on abby's little back it looks so weird she didn't do like a normal kiss it was like (laughs) (laughs) she just took off her shirt automatically it's like but see i think i think the reason why she did that is because she likes brandon right she i I agree and what was so funny is once laura and abby kissed she was like okay hmm and then she went right into she went right into brandon and she started kissing because she wants brandon and because she wants him but then what i thought was funny was laura when she was kind of like kissing or caressing on abby's Abby's, uh-huh. It was almost kind of one of those things that uh, a girlfriend does to kind of feel involved because she totally <laughs> looked like she totally looked like the third wheel. The third Did wheel. it look awkward? Because yeah. I'm telling you, if you if we play it back and you look at that kiss, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> like she was attacking like Ellie yeah. versus Predator. It was it was it was like okay, let me get in before they forget I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, the way that it looked was acts. You know, Abby is entertaining her, but she really just wants to be with him. So she's gonna. You know, well, they almost had the do. almost kiss before she walked mm-hmm. in. Which, what was he hiding in the couch? Did you notice? That? Oh, well, I thought he just moved the pillow because Abby jumped up. Yeah. So oh, I, I thought, thought he, he moved the. I mean, he could have been. I was like, is he hiding? Something? I don't know. I, I thought he just with the pillow. Well, she should have just stayed. See, I feel like that makes it so much more awkward. When you just jump up and they're like, "Hi, what's going on?" Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I was expecting more. They kind of cut it short, but I was expecting more. You wanted to get a sex tape out of it? I, wanted, I thought some clothes were going to come off or something. Well, I thought it was really funny when Lauren like pulled Abby's shirt down and, and did whatever she did to her <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> but it was like automatic boom. And it was, it was, I thought that was funny. So, I mean, we'll see what happens next week with all of that. Because, I mean, from the preview, we see that she's with Brandon. Oh, I, you know, I really like you. And so creepy, though. Whatever. So we'll see. It's and never so, good to mix business with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Nope. Never, never, but never. But what we can't, but we um, we need to go to break. So what we'll do is... No, we're, we're not doing that anymore. No? No, now we're going to talk about Simon and Beth. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't yeah. see the sign. Simon right. and Beth. So I don't... I'm not getting this storyline. I like it. I... I <sighs> I mean, it's it's kind of along the lines of the Alicia storyline. It's not the most important, but it's something that's entertaining. It's something that actually happens right. in Los Angeles. You have brother and sister, not necessarily in that situation, but brother and sister move to L.A. You know, the little brother wants to make it. But how often do you find somebody that's going to pay for your, you know, your acting 
to you know the subscription to be able to take you out on auditions and it's going to buy you know what I mean like it's just it's that same Alicia storyline system where it's all very cliche the way that it's happening somebody gives you your card you come out to LA somebody gives you a place to live and like oh you find a cute boy that likes you and wants to pay for your subscription that's very and true. Again, you know what I mean LA. I'm sorry it's to like but no but I mean can it happen to me but you know what I mean but to have two storylines that are just that easy you know what I mean the I thing uh, is it's not so easy for her that's the thing like you know here's Simon sitting down having breakfast he's like I woke you up why aren't you eating eat your pop tart because there's a struggle there and that's that's the underlying issue I think that needs to be realized about their storyline is sure they're in LA sure he's had some luck that happens to people sure she meets the cute guy who lives in the building and it's like I can spare 15 bucks a month. It's not like he's giving her 50 grand or five grand a month. He's giving her 15 bucks so she, he can help out the little kid for, who is really cool and plays with a noodle in the pool. For me, I would, I would sympathize with, with, their, with their story if she wasn't such a bonehead. Yeah. You know, like, Maybe that's what it is. I just yeah. don't like her character. Maybe yeah. that's She's what's bad attitude. Me. Yes. Yeah, she has she a, just... yeah, she has a bad attitude. Anytime someone tries to tell her anything in regards to trying to help her, she just goes off on this tangent, and I can't really feel sorry Unless for her. Unless they're giving her something. Yeah. Okay, the if they're is... not giving her anything other than advice, she's kind of a brat about it. And she's not appreciative of what she has, because even when she gets all these things, it's like she, she'll get it, and she'll be appreciative for that moment, but then afterwards, it's like she's back to the same mm-hmm. she is. Maybe that's what it is about bothers me is her added like that character like just the character her attitude and everything i like that she's being tough i like that she's being hard and you want to know why down the road if and when this show develops to be more than two seasons and three and four and five i think that she's going to build herself to be the kind of character that winds up starting her own agency because she knows how to do this here she are she's learning the hard way here she has her little brother he wants to be an actor these agents are full of crap and a lot of you are um sorry uh they really are you find yeah, a lot no, of people who are who are bs agents and so she's going to just do this her way and if there's a way to get around it she's going to do it and that's what she's doing and she's doing it because she knows that her brother's talented and can make some money and so she's helping do his dream she's not being selfish about it and the fact that she's being hard in this town if you are a pushover if you show any sign of weakness you will be steamrolled by these agents but you also have to know the difference between being hard and standing up for yourself and being just a brat well I like, like that's them. the thing is like yeah. you have to know the difference between that because when you especially when you're that new to things and you don't even know how an audition works you don't know where to go for things you don't have any money to get what you need and you know and you're looking out for somebody else if it's all you and you want to be like that but when you're representing somebody else you have to stop and think twice about that mm-hmm. it's one thing to be hard up it's another thing to just be a brat sure. right just just like when just like when the uh, when the lady I forget her name uh, was giving her the advice oh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he may she should get a uh, he should get a stylist and you know get his teeth whitened. And there could have been a, a nice she could have uh, she could have went about a nicer way to say that. Of course, I think that's horrible to whiten a ten year old's teeth. I, that's that's horrible. But I think that there was a way that she could have done that. And then so by her being so mean from the jump. W- can you blame her for for sabotaging her and saying no? And then at the same time, that that st- other stage mom, if anything, she should have befriended her to get more advice from somebody who's doing the same type of auditions. I mean, just that, yeah, that's a that, but that's ignorance. That's she, an ignorant. I think thing. she should have it because she is. knows nothing about the business whatsoever. There are many people you can go to for advice in this business. She and doesn't your competition know them. Is not the person you want to go to. And a good example of that was when. 
they were. She was like, "Oh, where's there a thrift store so I can get Simon a suit?" And she's like, "Oh, you don't need a suit." She went to try the mother. Yeah, tried but to before sabotage. that, she didn't. Before that, the mother was actually giving her good advice. The kids were playing together. The so boy she did actually. Me. I mean, she actually did telling somebody in this business that your kid should probably see a stylist is not sabotaging them. It's and not bad advice. It's, it's not it's, good it's, advice. And the boy did need a haircut. So many people do that. It's yeah. it's a common thing. It's a common thing like these toddlers and tiaras and what they go and do. It's not, I wouldn't, you know, but that's not the business that I'm in. But you know what I mean? It's not It's not bad advice. It's not sabotaging them. It's unfortunately what most people do, you know, in okay. this business. If anything, she didn't have to necessarily befriend her, but she could have at least listened to it, addressed it, acknowledge it, say thank you for the advice, whatever, and then move on instead of going off, oh, you're, you're treating your son like a dog. Like, she didn't have to take it that There's far. There's no need to be disrespectful right. if you don't appreciate, you know, if you don't like somebody's advice. And then you also said that you think that her this is um that that the future of the storyline will be that maybe she will, uh, you know, be an agent or something. I'm sorry, but just like Alicia's gone, she's not coming. She's not making season three. It looks like she's going to be a casting coucher yeah. from the preview that we saw. She's, you know, she was, go- <laughs> she she was, was going to a neighbor. No, she, no, she said the... there's a hotel, there's a there's a, a room, you know, there's a hotel in this bar, right? And then she's like in somebody's hotel room. So, that, you know, I think she's going to end up, unfortunately, going that way. Mm. Because this storyline has just so been like that. I say she should go back <laughs> to Canada and leave the show. I don't know. We'll see. So, you want to... News and gossip? News and gossip? Do you have news? I have <laughs> the ratings. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so for um, for last uh, Tuesday's episode... What from- we got? From uh, the rating uh, from 18 to 49 uh, was 0. 0.1, and from the 18 to 49 share was zero. And overall, million viewers, it was down to 0. 0.440. So that's 440,000 viewers. Ow, ow, go LA Complex fan. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. But the that's, good thing, like, the, what you mean, ow, ow? Is, isn't that uh-huh. worse than last week? But, 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 like the president said, most of the viewers to this show watch it online. So that's what we're. Going yeah, for. and the hard thing is, is when it's showing simultaneously in another country and then you can get it online. It's, you know, why are you going to wait to watch it on television? It also plays in different, it plays other nights as well. Yeah. So it's like you can't really get a, if you stick to one night and make people watch on a certain evening, mm-hmm. like tonight, then you're going to get better ratings. But when they replay it on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then right. plus it's all online. Yeah. It's, you it's know, hard to do that. Whatever. But isn't like most, like all the shows are online and the shows are always viewable after it airs, right? Not all of them all the time. Oh. No. It's there's some that are selective and some, you know, whatever. But it also airs earlier in Canada. So then you can already see it. And by the time it airs here, they've already seen it online. Mm. So it's kind of, you know, so I, I don't think that's really going to be a factor. I don't know. But I do know that Alan Thicke was partying it up at the Playboy Mansion over the weekend. Not that's really? what I do know. Mm-hmm. And his old Christian show on the L.A. Complex. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were there, too? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you? They were having a threesome. No. What? No, I just saw him from like across the, across the way, real quick, and you know his pajamas because it was a pajama party. Where was our invite? <laughs> oh, uh, wait, what? <laughs> I I saw the tweet and I was like, a couple months ago, with Andre was here. I was where's my invite? <laughs> Well, he's, you know, he decided to stay in Canada. His mom was visiting this weekend, so I didn't even bother him. Oh, so he did get an invite. We just didn't get the invite. (laughs) (laughs) I was, it's okay. I was working. (laughs) So what about these predictions? Yes. (laughs) And now. 
start with cal so cal um is has this dilemma because the record company wants him to uh finish the album and uh, apparently he's not ready and it looked like he pushed dynasty into a pool or started to fight him or something that preview we saw i think he's gonna go rogue on his career he should just focus on his i think he's gonna go rogue on his oh wait that's going against what i normally say no dynasty's (laughs) gonna out him accidentally that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like Dynasty's going to out him because this story has to, I mean, it has. it's a good storyline, so something has to continue to make it be yeah. more. Or he know. tells his dad, and then he confides in his dad, and his dad outs him. But you would also think that being um, being that Dynasty knows what's going on and that he tried to kill himself, you would think that he would have, you know, sympathy for him. But I think it he, might be an accident, though, if he does it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like somebody just might overhear. Yeah. But also the reality is no matter how sick you are, when there's a deadline for a project, whether it's a movie or something they sometimes just don't care what your personal life is that's why you get paid the big bucks that's right which is what I was saying they don't care about your personal life in the workplace <laughs> no they don't uh, <laughs> no leave that crap at home <laughs> what about uh, Raquel I think Raquel's gonna have a miscarriage Connor's gonna getting eventually a DUI oh for sure she, hands down she's getting yeah. a DUI she's getting a DUI she's gonna have a miscarriage Connor's gonna find out about the baby he's gonna have this moment which is why I think Krista Allen was hugging him like oh honey it's gonna be okay what if she has the miscarriage in <laughs> oh, jail <honey. laughs> that would be awesome well then she wouldn't be in jail she'd be in the hospital yeah. Yeah, no but you know what I mean like if they're trying to book her and then it like happens or whatever I think she's gonna get I think she's not I don't think she's gonna get a DUI I think Connor or something will probably have to come back and he'll rescue her or he'll help her out or something but but no she's like unconscious in the car yeah yeah but there's no escaping that they take yeah. blood it's a whole thing it's tv nick and sabrina <laughs> boo uh, what it's still good I sabrina's think, i think that they're gonna wind up uh re-hooking up once all this they may join done. forces they, again yeah. and you know and simon and beth <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> what about you what do you think i just want to hear what you guys think i don't really care about simon and beth i, I don't care reading. either i you know i think that uh simon's gonna have a little career ahead of him even though his sister has bad attitude according to all of yeah. you which I, I don't mind actually i, I don't mind it in this town i, I think, think he might go rogue and ditch his sister <laughs> <That'd be hilarious. laughs> I, he's more he's more he's more um he's more responsible he seems like he's more mature than his sister uh, yeah okay and then finally what about the threesome What's going to happen with that? More. <laughs> no, I think Abby's going to really fall for that Brandon guy, and then the girlfriend's yeah. going to get mad. Right, she's already falling. She's, it's it's going to happen where something's going to happen where Laura's going to try to it's kill Somehow Abby. it's going to be like outed all on set. Everybody's going to get it's going to get yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's on a Christian show. They're having a threesome. And speaking of out, unfortunately, we're out of here. It's time to go. So yes, um, we want to thank you guys for watching. You guys can all follow us on Twitter. I'm Bam Erickson. Mary Mel Gonzalez. Kelly with an IE079. And at Emilio E. Jr. and Chase Millie. All right, so thank you guys for watching. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz you later. <laughs> like those of the host only do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 